This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Warning, the following broadcast contains adult language, adult content, frank safety discussions, and stories that might sound unbelievable. But believe me, every one of those stories is true. We didn't start the safety war, but we are going to fight to win it. For our families, for our communities, for our workplaces, and for our lives. Communication and a disaster. In this episode, we're talking specifically about communications. We're talking, well, what do you do if your telephone is out, internet is out, everything else? Also, organizing communications. Really, it's a really important thing. With me, I have my family spread out all over the uh, Tri-State area. And I remember, and I'll, I keep bringing it up because this was really the biggest disaster we had here in the Metro New Jersey, New York area 10 years ago with Superstorm Sandy. So what did we have? We had no power. We know that. We had limited water. Communications. How are you going to communicate with your extended family without phones. This really is a huge problem. Now, in the more rural areas of the uh, continental United States where you may not have uh, phone lines, you may not have cell phones, what do they use? They still use uh, uh, shortwave radio or satellite phones where you're able to hook up into a satellite. Uh, and make a phone call that way. Those, both of those are pretty expensive options, especially the satellite phone. But uh, you try, with a shortwave radio uh, sender or receiver to broadcast, you actually need a license. And there's fewer and fewer of those people with licenses. Uh, Jay Al and I recently had a conversation on this where you know it seems like the only people with shortwave radio licenses are people my age and older. Right, uh, why, why, where did the shortwave go? All these folks, all the communications—it's still out there, but what to the internet? Where we're able, even with this conversation here, we're able to transmit over the internet. So, on a broad sense, if you're going to go long term, it's still shortwave, or maybe if you can, if you can make your way to a phone. Right? You locate where there are phones, where you may be able to go. One town over, two towns over, over a friend's house, what have you, if you can make your way over that. Probably your, be your best bet. If, But again, with the short wave, what do you need? You need power. You don't have power to transmit or anything else. Uh, then you can't do that. Uh, another way of uh, communicating, maybe you could communicate to someone else. And they're able to pass a message along to those people. That happens. So, for example, on 9-11, I remember uh, in September 2001, we were able, uh, we all phone communications were on overload over here. Same thing with Y2K. You could not make or send or receive phone calls because the system was on overload. So, what, what are you able to do? Nowadays... You have short message service or text messaging. You're able to do that. Email. Much more prevalent than it was in 2001, but again, 
Without internet access, you may not be able to get email out, or text messages, or anything else. So, uh, what, what else can you do? You could pre-plan where you're going to go, your bug out location, if you have one. So, uh, for example, if you're inside your own household, you have children that may be a little bit older, you can't do this with very young children, but hey, if there is a problem, we're going to pick you up at school. We're going to pick you up at daycare. If there's a problem, uh, go to this neighbor's house and we'll meet you there. Or this person's house, that's a trusted person. Uh, go to police station, to the firehouse, to the library, to wherever. But what the idea is, is that everything gets pre-planned ahead of time because it's disaster preparation. So for example, with my family, we have a central location that we uh, have agreed to, to meet at. And everyone knows to go there. Everyone knows the address. Everyone knows how to get there. We have little maps uh, in there. Uh, everybody has access to, you know, if like people know how to read maps anymore. Everything's GPS. But these are the important things that you need to plan ahead for. Uh, we had during uh, Sandy, believe it or not, we did have wireless internet access. Not the hardwired, but uh, so I was able to make phone calls through an online service on from my car, from my 3G service at that point in my car. Now it's 5G and or more in the, uh, in the right? We also have some other satellite uplinks that are the technologies out there. That's pretty popular, uh, put on by, and I'm not giving you a plug here, Elon Musk with the Starlink uh, technology. Now let's talk about neighborhoods. Well, let's say within two to five miles of your location, what are your options? There's several options. You have the old Citizens Band Radio. Citizens Man Radio, you don't need a license for. It's good for anywhere from, you know, they advertise for like 20 miles. There's stories at 50 miles. But in reality, somewhere between one and a half to five miles in that range, you're able to communicate uh, with a regular Citizens Man, what they used to call walkie talkies, right? They have one to 40 channels, but again, planning out ahead of time. Here are some other types. You have FRS, Family Radio Service. It's used by individuals at close range. You don't need a license for it, but it's extremely slow, close range. There also is a GMRS system. And the GMRS system has a lot more power, can have up to something like 50 watts of power. But normally the handheld devices use between one and five watts of power. What does that mean? very low uh, uh, range. Uh, they could have uh, extend, you may be able to extend the range using some stuff with uh, up to five miles. That's normally it. Some of these radios advertise, oh, they could go 35 miles. I've never had that experience with that type of uh, radio. Uh, something also uh, you need to know is that a GMRS radio can only be used by a licensed operator. Now, what are some? What about some of the other types of uh, radios out there uh, that uh, usually I see out on construction sites? 
uh, put out by Motorola, uh, RCA, Kenwood. Those are the brands. I'm not advocating any of them, uh, but people know what those are. They have to be programmed. For those you need a specific license for, for any of these types of radios. And basically you need to get yourself a really good radio consultant to consult you on what's appropriate for what your needs are. Just thinking that you're, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get a handheld radio and I'm going to be protected may not be uh, accurate. Another thing that we do uh, and what I've done is when I'm in charge of radios for one of my projects, we have a radio check once a month where me and someone else goes out with all the radios and we document this and we go around and we go to the furthest range that we're going to need a radio and we talk to each other on that radio to make sure everything is working properly right. because a lot can happen in a month especially if you're doing daily uh, checks you may uh, daily uh, usage not all the time can you rely on the employee or anyone else to do a radio check at home we would do the same thing we take things out every once in a while and do a radio check on the radios. Are they working? Are they not working? Another type of handheld radio that's out there is for uh, the marine radios. They work on VHF, very high frequency line of sight, meaning you have to be able to see the other radio in the distance. Uh, again, those are good communications devices under certain venues. What am I getting with this? Everything has to be planned out ahead of time. Everything has to be checked regularly with, with a communication system. You have to you know, plan on where you're gonna meet people. That's a form of communication for, you know, prior to the accident or prior to the emergency. What are your procedures for your workplace and for your household, for your community and communicate them. I would also say this, and we went into this uh, last month, security. Who do you share this information with? Share it with trusted friends and family members. I'm not saying you could trust all your friends. I'm not saying you could trust all your family members, but with trusted family members, these are what our procedures are. We already do a lot of this, even in schools, where we have to give emergency contact information at doctors, emergency contact info, things of that nature. So part of disaster preparation is that you always want to prepare ahead of time. And doing that, you're going to win the safety war. For Safety Wars, this is Jim Paul. In the professional safety community, communication and planning are just a few keys to your program's success. The question many practitioners have is, where do I start? Dr. Jay Allen, the creator of the Safety FM platform and host of the Rated R Safety Show, has built a global foundation to help you along the way. Go to safetyfm.com and listen to some of the industry's best and most involved professionals, including Blaine Hoffman with the Safety Pro, Sam Goodman with the Hop Nerd, Sheldon Primus with the Safety Consultant, Jim Pozell with Safety Wars, Emily Elrod with Unapologetically Bold, and many others. As individuals, we can do great things, but as a team, 
we become amazing. Dial into safetyfm.com today and surround yourself with a powerful force of knowledge and support. Is your safety training old, stale, and hackneyed? Is your safety trainer still preaching a warped version of behavior-based safety? How about safety training that actually addresses your hazards in your workplaces and is not standardized baloney from 25 years ago? Contact the Safety Wars team at safetywars.com or call Jim Polzel at 845-269-5772. Remember, if you're receiving this message, you are the solution to unsafe workplaces. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.